Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. It is time now for our regional roundup, taking a look at headlines from around the region. One of those that stood out, Malaysia Prime Minister Anwar Ibrahim winning a vote of confidence at his first parliament sitting. We're also going to take a look at Thailand inviting interested members of ASEAN to join an open-ended consultative meeting on the situation in Myanmar. And speaking with me this morning is Dr. Felix Tan, political observer, Nanyang Technological University. Good morning, Dr. Felix. Hi, good morning, Elliot. Another week, another batch of headlines. Malaysia, as always, top of the list with Prime Minister Anwar Ibrahim winning that vote of confidence. Obviously, because of the hung parliament, there was a need to sort of cement that confidence. Where do you see it going from here? What does it mean for him? I think, you know, uh, this this entire parliamentary session, I think that the last couple of days, and him winning the vote of confidence uh, that you mentioned as well, would definitely be a plus for his new unity government. And I would clearly demonstrate that uh, he has the backing of several MPs despite how the opposition have played up the entire issue and continue to sow, you know, seeds of doubt on his premiership. Uh, but, you know, importantly, I think this word of confidence would really give him the legitimacy that is needed to run the, the, the government of, of the day. And also having won this vote of confidence would definitely put Anwar Ibrahim in a better seat to implement uh, certain uh, government policies. But I think, you know, the bigger question now is how much can he do, you know, that can he can please uh, if all, if not most of the people uh, from those within his unity government, you know, uh, already, as you can see, some of the position, uh, you know, shared by two different party members, yeah. one from BAP, which is under the, you know, Pakatan Harapan, and also from AMNO, which is under the opposition uh, uh, yeah, uh, pa- uh, parties. Yeah, I was thinking it would be quite naive uh, to think that this will mean he's not going to get so much roadblocks where it comes to his reforms. But well, we are talking about Malaysian politics here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but I think yeah. I think what, what, what's important over here, we also need to understand that there will certainly be opposition, you know, along the way, you know, whether it is, you know, uh, in in in. in in, in, in this session or in the coming months as well. I think we are going to expect more of that. For sure. I mean, in the most immediate would be the situation regarding Budget 2023. Mm. We understand that PM Anwar is going to be studying this budget. What can we expect here? I mean, can he make some changes perhaps? Mm-hmm. I think, you know, looking at the budget, I think he will probably examine the, the previous suggestion, the previous administration suggestion of certain policy changes, you know, to implement the Budget 2023, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, coming and uh, also, I think he'll probably. I think the unity government will probably make some tweaks to it so that you know it is more uh, amenable to all and you know put in the uh, the uh, the take in in what to, what is expected of the budget to twenty twenty three. But what I think is important over here is that so long as the budget you know uh, uh, caters to Malaysians and also to the changing circumstances that's existing at this point in time, uh, especially when <laughs> most countries are facing a global economic session in time to come. So yeah. I think, you know, it's very important that uh, he and the unity government, you know, work on the budget 2020. That is the most uh, important part and uh, uh, to, to, to ensure that it's given out to uh, Malaysians. Mm. Dr. Felix, I kind of feel for this guy because he was somewhat attacked in that sense. He had to address sodomy trials after an opposition mm. attack. I mean... <laughs> Why can't we put this to the past and 
I mean, if you were in Mr. Anwar's shoes or if you were advising Mr. Anwar, what would your advice be around the potential of this thing constantly being brought up, this need to constantly address and deal with this past matter that's, you know, he's already got a pardon, right? Mm, exactly. I think politicking will for certain continue, you know, although one would would need to really look at the level of toxicity uh, yeah. that will be uh, within the parliament. And if you've observed or, or even watched snippets of the parliamentary sitting, I think yesterday I watched it the day before, and then you would have heard and seen how, I would say, a little bit unprofessional yeah. that some of the MPs, uh, are, are, you know, have, have, have Done. They are speaking over each other, calling names uh, with, uh, of, of, of others. I think it's it, it's a sort of uh, uh, you know this uh, toxicity that happens in Parliament. But I think uh, this accusation about Anwar Ibrahim, they will bring it up as a personal attack. I think it's clearly a, a personal attack to tarnish his name, to drag up the past, uh, and to you know to play it all up again, so that people will still have doubts about his suitability, especially as a you know a Malay Muslim uh, member of parliament yeah. and also as a prime minister. Um, but I think we have to understand that there are lots of discrepancy uh, of, of this sodomy case. Mm-hmm. And I think, as he has rightly said already, that you know, uh, the, 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 the Sultan has already pardoned him because it was uh, you know, a clear travesty of justice, mm-hmm. you know, to quote unquote. And I think that is important for, for him to you know, reinforce that idea in parliament to ensure that people you know, uh, understand the situation uh, and I think to, to clear the air about the accusation. Yeah. yeah, more to come, I'm sure. And toxicity, yeah, you're rightly pointing out using that word. Dr. Felix, let's talk about Thailand, who have mm. invited interested members of ASEAN to join an open-ended consultative meeting on the situation in Myanmar. This is scheduled for tomorrow, December 22nd. But this is not an ASEAN-ASEAN meeting. Tell us a little bit about the agenda behind this meeting and who could possibly attend it. All right, I think, you know, first and foremost, we have to understand that making this not an ASEAN meeting will make it not an official uh, meeting that will, you know, put ASEAN in the spotlight. Yeah. You know, because if you're part of ASEAN and there's an official meeting, that means there must, they have to do something about it. All the, you know, you know, something to come out of it. So I think, you know, being not an official meeting, uh, it's it's really merely a discussion, you know, and by not making this an ASEAN issue would also allow others and perhaps we might see representatives from the Myanmar military junta because it's not an official ASEAN meeting. And they will be able to participate and thereby having perhaps and hopefully a frank and open and honest discussion on how to move forward from this situation. But I think, you know, uh, again, we have to understand why Thailand is doing this because Thailand has vested interests in this situation. Uh, they are connected, uh, you know, through its porous borders, you know, continuous skirmishes between the Myanmar military junta and the ethnic armed organizations in Myanmar, and it has already led to certain incursions into Thai territory. So having this meeting, you know, perhaps, well, perhaps Thailand is trying to find some sort of common solution or you know, resolution to this conflict, right. you know, because I think they will be affected by it. It sounds like some actual good work can be done from this. Who do you think might be potential countries willing to step up and have this discussion other than the potential of the junta being there? Mm, I, I think uh, well, Thailand is hosting it will, will probably and likely be, uh, be you know, 
be partic- participating in it, of, of, of sure. course. And sure. I think, you know, Indonesia would have, you know, have been quite vocal over the, mm. you know, the last few, 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 few times. And also Indonesia will be taking over as the Asian chair next year. So I think, you know, likely that Indonesia will probably, okay. you know, pop by and, and get themselves involved. Singapore would definitely be involved as perhaps a middle, middle man, you know, middle ground kind of like, you know, be in the, the center. Uh, you might have uh, also long-standing Malaysia uh, being involved in, in this meeting as well. I think Cambodia, because it is the outstanding ASEAN chair and uh, at this current ASEAN chair. So I think Cambodia will get itself involved uh, in the meeting. So I think these are somewhat the, those that are, have you know certain interest mm. in resolving this this issue and also being part of ASEAN. And you know you don't want everybody to turn up, you know, for the sake of just you know turning up uh, without finding a, a real you know a compromise or even a solution to this situation. Mm, quite significant players as well. The countries that you mentioned. Mm. We're expecting a vote today. The UN Security Council likely to vote today on a draft resolution demanding an immediate end to violence in Myanmar. So following up from that, I mean, what do you think the the likely outcome of this would be? And I say that because in relation to the potential of China and Russia, perhaps, I don't know, shielding the junta from any possible action? Mm-hmm. I think the, the outcome of this voting will have little to no impact on the situation in Myanmar. And not only can and will Myanmar ignore the outcome of the vote, it is not legally binding. I think that is something important. Uh, so there's little that the UN can do to Myanmar. And so I think... Uh, yeah, so I think one of the important things is to look deeper into what is written in the draft resolution. Essentially, what is expected is an immediate end to violence in Myanmar. Yeah. Again, you know, whether the junta will agree to that. And of course, uh, to, for them to release all political prisoners, including, you know, after the Aung San Suu Kyi. So I think, uh, again, a very difficult, dicey situation. Uh, the UN has no hold uh, over Myanmar, and Myanmar might decide to, to say this is basically a domestic affair, and no country, certainly not a UN, and not a legally binding uh, document to, you know, to ensure that you know Myanmar would follow these sort of resolutions. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what we'll see is that probably Myanmar government will simply not cooperate, and uh, of course, you've got the backing like what you have mentioned, China, Russia. Very strong allies with uh, Myanmar junta, and I think uh, they will probably come to Myanmar's defense and say that this is a no go at all. Quite interesting how this will to tomorrow's meeting that uh, Thailand is organizing, and the opportunity mm-hmm. that Thailand has to sort of semi resolve something out of this situation before the end of the year. Yeah, we do hope that the, that the Thailand meeting will actually resolve yeah. it somewhat. To give it some sort of like you know progress in the situation that they are moving forward, and I think hopefully if, if there is at least an ounce of resolution in 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 the Thai meeting, I think uh, you know there's something good to expect for 2023. Yeah. And, perhaps that's something we can move forward to. Certainly hope so. Been speaking with Dr. Felix Tan, Political Observer, Nanyang Technological University. Dr. Felix, appreciate your time as always. Take care and have a great day ahead. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.